Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Bald to Bald Podcast, Episode 6, Week 2 Preview. We're going to be going over a little bit of Week 1. Shane Taggart here, as always, with my co-host and main man, TJ Jones. And TJ, I I don't want my flowers right now, but I told you so. Because that team and that university down in the D.C. area, what did I tell you? I called it. it. No. I called it. Knock it off. Knock it off. I I don't want to hear you say you called it because we're going to go back in the archives. We're going to bring it back a little bit. And this is okay. something we talked about this a little bit, but I'm going to listen. I'm going to state it out there for all of our listeners. Okay. If you want to call an upset, say it with your fucking chest and say, <laughs> I'm taking Hopkins over Georgetown. Don't say, oh, well, there's a lot of talk about Georgetown. And if they lose to Johns Hopkins, I don't want to hear it. That's not the same as saying, that Hopkins is going to beat Georgetown. It's not the same as saying Georgetown is going to lose. That's just okay. making shit like it's not the same. Okay. If All you right. want to call an upset, you better call an upset. Okay, I I will own that. I I should I should have said it with my chest. I'm a big boy. With your chest. Now I'm I'm coming off one of the one of the tougher weekends of my life. Um, I went from having the greatest football season to just the worst. Michigan football just loses to TCU. Right, they go, they go undefeated, they lose. The Eagles are undefeated, they lose. We go to the Super Bowl, we lose. In the same stadium, nonetheless. Isn't it the same, same stadium? The same fucking stadium. <laughs> so, football season's done. You know, uh, I'm, I don't want to get into it. I'm just going to get mad. Tears are gone. We're moving on. It's lacrosse season now. I'm all in. And we're here to grow this monster to be the number one lacrosse podcast. People are saying that. People are saying we are the number one lacrosse podcast on the map. And I think if we just keep talking about it, it'll just be like the Mandela effect where people will be like, oh my God, do you remember that ball to ball? Like they're the number one podcast. That's going to be us. Speaking into existence, man. I love it. I, I know. I'm, I'm sorry for your losses, you know, okay. but I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to hear it. You made it to the fucking Super Bowl. Like, I get it. I get it. Just, just be be happy that you were there. And I I might never, as a Jets fan, everybody, I might never get that feeling of even losing in a Super Bowl. So, you know, just be happy. It's all good. Move on. We, you know what you should be looking forward to is a great fucking slate of lacrosse every week after week after week. Because in college lacrosse, T, it, it's wide open. It is wide open, my friend. And I think if we turn the page backwards to week one with a little bit of a quick recap, I know a few things that I had circled on my big board here is we both stunk when it came time to making – these great listeners' money. I, I Very think, embarrassing performance. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hand up. We're in the, we're in the trust circle right now. Um, you know UVA, Michigan Michigan improved. You know that that's a tough loss to have. Seven and a half. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of goals and cows across. UMass. I knew those Minutemen. I knew they had something good. I think Army takes a step back. They cover. Penn State. Starting to starting to believe the hype train's over. Grand Immense not walking through that door. Mac O'Keefe ain't walking through that door. And, uh, you know, Albany Cuse, Albany decided to wake up. Spolina, he's back. He's back. Spolina is back. So I think, uh, you know, one for three from Tags here, so not great. Um, T, you, you had a pretty good weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I did good. You know, I was <laughs> I, I went 0-5, and, 
And then I doubled down last night against Hopkins. I was like, dude, Hop, they fucking got it. They're on a roll. They burned me with my Georgetown pick. I'm like, I'm jumping on the, I'm jumping on the train. I'm jumping on the Blue Jays. And then they fucking lose. They blow it. Five unanswered goals. Blow it. On top of the fact, losing my Penn State loss. Loss. Georgetown loss. Loss. Under in Albany, Syracuse, loss. Loss. Denver, loss. Loss. Virginia, minus five and a half, loss. Loss. And you know what? If this is, you know, if anything, if any advice that we can give to our listeners, it's fade the bald to bald guys. Fade yeah. the keys. Fade now we can't get, and fade tags. Now, we can't get fades because we're both bald. So, at that point, I mean, it, it's kind of lining up pretty perfect here. But the, the best part about being a sports fan is you always have another game. There's always another week. Um, you know, we just wrapped up watching Notre Dame play their first game of the year. The Kavanaugh brothers look good. Griffin Westland looks good. Uh, you can you can definitely tell that, you know, they, they obviously their first game, they gave up, you know, over 10 goals with with Marquette. But, um, you know, the, the Irish, the Irish are back. And speaking of teams that are back, T, I, I think there's a couple institutions a lot smarter than us. They're finally playing lacrosse again. The Ivy League is back. And they got something to prove because, as we saw last week, the top 20 in the media poll is a fucking disaster right now. And there's four teams currently in the top 10, Cornell, Princeton, Yale, and Penn, haven't even sni- haven't even taken a face off. They haven't, they haven't even warm up yet. And It's even worse that there's three in the top five. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I know that, that, you know, we've mentioned it in earlier episodes here, but to me, this is the problem with these preseason rankings because, as we saw last night, you know some jabronis just threw Hopkins up into like the top ten after that win over Georgetown, and now UNC has a you know a top ten win on their resume when it comes time down the year because the ACC doesn't have that automatic qualifier anymore. That that's a win that you want to circle on your calendar now. Like that win has meaning. That's a huge win for UNC. I mean. I, so here's here's my rebuttal to the Ivy to the Ivy situation. I get what you're saying. I get that, you know, we've got four in the top ten, three in the top five that just haven't played a game. That's fair. But right. like, we all know how good those teams are. So like, like let's be honest. Are you taking Georgetown or Cornell? Like, who are you gonna how if how far are you gonna take the Ivies out of the top ten if you feel so strongly that they shouldn't be there? Because you're not taking them over, you're not taking them over Georgetown. You're not taking them over Jacksonville. You're not taking them over Delaware. We we do not say, we do not say Georgetown anymore. They are the university from the DC area. I am not. I will tell you right now, Georgetown could go zero and four. And if I was any team in the NCAA tournament and I had to had to go against them in the first round, I wouldn't be fucking happy. So the best, the best part the is, the the best part is you're at, I've never even been to fucking Georgetown. Like I have nothing against those dudes. Georgetown cupcakes are great. <laughs> That's oh. what you should be calling them the Georgetown cupcakes after all that hype. And they fucking throw a soft ass loss on us against Hopkins. Well, hey, had a chance to win it. And, uh, you know, fundamentals that Aaron passed at the end of the game. Yikes. But, um, you know, like you were saying to you, my, my biggest thing would just be, why don't we wait? until after this week. Now every team has pretty much played a game break out the rankings because just from that one media poll, Ohio State, they jump up. Loyola, 
they fucking jump 14. They're like the AMC stock during COVID. They just, right? Dude, Loyola, people are like, like they're back. And then Jacksonville just have, I mean, poor Jacksonville, just a game of ping pong. You're in the top 20, you're out. And just when they were out, they're back in. The Hoyas drop, Duke drops, Cuse will have a welcome back party for Cuse. And then, you know, Merrimack's receiving votes just a couple years from D2 to D1. So, I mean, that, that deserves a shout out in my mind. But, T, when you're looking at this top 20, you know, do, do you see anything that you don't like right now or, or anything that's, you know, maybe some teams ranked too, too high, you think, or teams that deserve to maybe be in the top 20? Um, I think it's tough to, to look at some of these teams that lost or haven't played and say, oh, like those Ivy League teams, like I said, are, are they're not as good as Jacksonville. They're not as good as Loyola. I mean, like, what you know, shout out to the Greyhounds with a huge win at home against the Maryland team that we huge. thought was going to just going to run it back. Um, unfortunately they suffer a huge loss in net. Um, you know, wish the best to Logan McAnady in, in recovering. Um, they've got a great backup. Uh, his last name's Dolan. I forget. Don't forget his, I don't remember his first name, but he's a stud. He's coming from Binghamton. He's experienced. He's going to fill right in. I think they're going to be, you know, right where they left off. Um, but I mean, I, I don't, I'm not too, you know, gung ho about like ripping up the rankings right now. Like, because like you said, like this doesn't, these aren't the rankings that really matter the most, you know, like it's just, it is what it is. If you want to take, if you're a team that wants to take motivation from the media poll, go ahead. This is your time. It's, it's a little wonky, but this is going to be completely different in two weeks, let alone six weeks. So, I mean, it is what it is. I will say one thing. I think Nova had a, has a, that that's a pretty big win against Penn state. In my opinion, I think they showed their, you know, they're a good group. I would, Maybe like to see them in the top twenty over like a Brown um, or a Harvard, but you know, can't have them all. I mean, e- even just touching back super quickly to that Loyola Maryland game because obviously, you know, it's the first time the Terps suffer a loss in you know quite a while here. Um, dude, when you're just looking at those stats really, really quick, like Weirman goes eighty-two percent at the X, and Loyola's goalie uh, loots out goes you know 73 percent in the cage so you almost want to call it even there but maryland dominates every other category in this game but man loyola i mean if you're going to shoot that type of percentage i mean even just looking at their box score right now 50 100 100 50 133 i mean the worst guy on their team shot 25 percent like I, I think there's I think there's I think that's a, a big story. They took good shots and they and they scored. They were able to able to put up 12 goals with getting the ball as much as they can on an 82% face-off day from Weirman. Um, I think the story is like I, I, this is what we were expecting from the Maryland offense against Richmond. Like yeah. I think most people thought Richmond was going to be able to put up a fight and like we didn't know what Maryland's offense was going to look like. We know their defense is good. We don't know what their offense is going to look like. And I think this is a better showing of what Maryland is kind of going to be this year. Like they have a great defense and they're going to win. They're going to win faceoffs. But like, can they, can the offense produce? Like, can the offense, you know, give some, give some, you know, support for this, you know, stud, like historic defense that we think, that we think Maryland is. 100%. And, you know, one of my key takeaways for that is, especially in today's lacrosse era, like, Seven goals, like 
shit, we got teams putting those up a quarter nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, set seven goals ain't going to cut it. And if you got the ball 82% of the time, like, you you got to be burying your shots. So, hopefully, they can get things going. You know, they're uh, they're in a lot of people's final fours. So, hopefully, the, the Terps and, you know, Coach Tillman, he'll have those boys buttoned up, ready to go. For sure. Um, now, T, kind of, you know, transitioning into some segments that we have here, um, you know, looking at the man up, man down. I think we agree on a man down and a man up. So I, we, we might as well compare them here. And again, I haven't played lacrosse in numerous years here, but Detroit Mercy, they're just getting the man down across the board. So their offense, two goals, two. And the defense gave up 17. You're on the road at high point. You're the 11 a.m. Eastern slot on ESPN. Now that ESPN has, you know, pretty much almost every game you can watch now, you're in. You're on an hour before everybody else, so everyone is watching you guys. And I don't know if it was food poisoning, travel, jet lag, whatever. But holy fuck, man! Like, I, I feel bad. Like it, it's tough. It's tough for Detroit Mercy right now. Like, like you, like people were probably like, when is this next game going to be on? When can I turn this off? I mean, please, please to let me change it. I'm. I actually was watching the Detroit Mercy game, and I just decided to scroll over on ESPN Plus and just watch the. Your event is starting soon for the for whatever game was on next. For yeah, Christ. just like, just have was, some music going to the back. I watch just like a blank screen. Yeah, like the ESPN, like dun, 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 like just put that in the background. Like it's. <laughs> I, I I mean I don't want to waste too much time on that. Um, you know. I mean, obviously you can't win them all, but holy fuck, fellas. Like, I, and it's a, one thing also just to add to this, like, you all, they also came off of a high point came off a 20 to eight loss to Duke. Like, they just got yeah. beaten down. And then, I mean, I guess that's a little bit of motivation to come out and kick the shit out of Detroit Mercy, but like, have some pride from Detroit, man. Yeah. Christ. I mean, at, at that point, like, I, I, there's really nothing else to say. I mean, you lose 17 to two, like that, that's, that's tough. And, and the worst part is, but, but yo, the, best part, the best part is it's not like it's like a middle school where if you're smoking a team, it's like running clock. You get the ball after like 10 face-offs. Like, no, you're just, you're just in your own pile of shit. Um, but my man up team here, um, I well individual. I, I went with Ed Sheehan from uh, the Ohio state university five and one on the day. 71 shooting percentage against Cleveland State. Ohio State looks like a team right now in my eyes. Taking care of business. Doing what they're supposed to do. And listen, you know, you you, you beat Cleveland State. Like, you should win that game. And their offense looks great doing it. So, uh, shout out to Ed Sheehan. Not to be confused with Ed Sheeran. That's my man up of the week. T, who do you got? I, I have – I'm going to go with the the anointed – you know, number twenty-two out of Syracuse, Joey Spolina. Um, we gave him we we gave him some shit last week for a poor performance in his debut. Um, it, it is what it is. You're you're a you've got all the spotlight on you as a freshman jumping up to Syracuse on a on a national televised game. You're everybody's expecting you to go off, and you lay an egg, and that's fine. You know, jitters, forcing it too much. You know, that is what it is. We knew he was going to get better. He got he got better. <laughs> he big got better. Time. He absolutely dominated, you know, holy cheeks, as I like to call them, because they're that bad. Um, 
just absolutely dominated them. But I'd like an honorable mention for my man up. Okay. I'm going I'm to call this out. There's two guys. And I'm going to give some love for the goalies that are under 5'9". And you know why? Because we got two guys, and Tim Marcel might be the most confident goalie in the country right now. And Schaefer, Matt Schaefer out of Vermont, two guys who are absolutely hot. And as a goalie, I'm 6'2". You know, I took up the entire net. Like, it was easy, you know. What do you give me that face? I mean, I mean, 6'2". I mean, all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll give you – I'll give you a sits one with the helmet on, but all right, go on, go on. Knock it off. I was, I was, I was six two, and you have a significant advantage when you're above six foot playing in you net. Do. It's a six by you six do. net. Your wingspan is naturally going to be the size of the net. Done. For these guys that are balling out under like five nine, five seven, they they're just at a natural disadvantage, and they are stone walls. Stone walls. They've been playing sure. awesome. I think we need to like have separate metrics for goalies who are above six foot and the goalies who are below six foot. And like you got your Will Marks and your Entomans of of the above six foot world, the Danny Hankses of the world, and then you got the Marshals and the Schaefers of the world. Like, just just a great job by those guys, and th they're honorable mention man ups for me. Got to give the goalies love. Short short cane spring. That's what they're saying. So I mean, if those guys stay locked in, who knows? Maybe we'll who be seeing them play in the uh, in the tournament. But that's a great way. That's a great one to point out. See, um, you know, I I think keeping the segments rolling even best bus ride worst bus ride now it's funny all the home underdogs pulled some big upsets today so obviously they're not taking any bus rides um with that being said though worst bus ride i don't want to bash on detroit mercy more than i more than we already have <laughs> but the boys down in mercer who's who scheduled this game? Friday night, primetime lacrosse. You just finished work. You pour maybe a couple IPAs. Maybe you order pizza with the family. And you got to turn on to watch UNC fucking run it up on Mercer. And the worst part is, Mercer's faceoff guys did pretty well. Like, <laughs> like, they kept them somewhat in that game. And, you know, I'm, I'm texting people being like, hey, you know, like the over-under is 24 and a half. You know, does, can, can UNC, like, you know, I'm not sure. They got no Chris Gray anymore. What's this offense going to do? It's fucking 16 to 1 at halftime. Like, let's call off the dogs. I, like, I would say. That's not, even, that's not even a fucking game to watch. Like, 16 to 1. It, it, like, I, I would say, yes, call off the dogs, but also, like, to Coach Dennehy, what, what are you thinking right now? Like, you, you, th you, you saw you're a brand new coach. You know, you're new to this program. You're, you're coming you're coming down to Georgia and you decide you know this I saw this team play in the fall you know I have a good idea of what they are I'm gonna schedule Bucknell North Carolina Army Richmond like you're just I mean Jacksonville, you're just gonna get steamrolled like I, I, mean, I know, they're, they're, I know they're some of those conference games but like what you, you're, you're out of conference games you're gonna be Bucknell North Carolina and Army to start the season you're gonna get fucking rolled what do you expect? What are you doing? See, they're, they're they're averaging four and a half goals a game, and their point their goal differential is um, negative thirty six. <laughs> so I mean, good luck. Um, I'm gonna leave it at that. But my, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you have the floor for your worst bus ride. I'm, I, I'd imagine it. It's got to be. I, I have two circled here. 
Okay, I I will go worst bus ride. I do have a best bus ride too, even though you're right. All the all the home underdogs pulled out dubs. Um, my worst bus ride goes to Sacred Heart. Um, I love Coach Basti. He is uh, the man. Like he's a great dude. I love what he's doing up there um, at Sacred Heart. But <laughs> you, you come down to uh, you come down to Hawk Hill at St. Joe's for the for the opener of the season. You know first half is kind of going your way. Like you're, you're in a fight with St. Joe's It's seven to four. It's like, Oh, you know, what is, you know, what, is, what's, what's going on here? Is St. Joe's like coming down a little bit, like a sacred heart, a little, you know, are they, are they an underdog? Are they going to shock the world on, on opening weekend? And they turn out and get fucking steamrolled 17 to five, <laughs> let up <laughs> only score one goal in the second half. And St. Joe's just absolutely torches them. That's As a someone, horrible bus ride back up to back up to Connecticut, going through New ride. York City traffic on the worst time of the day on a Saturday night. Like, as someone, far worst bus ride. As someone that was on the call for that on ESPN Plus, shout out to me. Uh, shout out to Muffin for doing the color commentary also on that. Um, dude, I, I'm sitting there calling the game, and I'm like, yo, like, we're we're losing faceoffs, and you know, we're 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 ten man in. And it's it's like a three goal game. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then Zach Cole just kind of flipped the switch, literally just played make it take it, took his ball and went home after the game. So um yeah, that's a that's a dog shit bus ride. Not only that though, Sacred Heart like changed in one of the um academic buildings and then had to go shower after the game, like inside Hagen Arena, and then get on the bus like Dude, it, it was a disaster. Their tailgate seems pretty sad too. So, uh, the Pios, tough one. Good luck to the Mac. Um, I had for my best bus ride, T. I, I think I gotta just go ahead and give it to Binghamton, eighteen to eleven win over Marist. Um, obviously, you know, we, I don't know too. Hand up on me. I didn't do my homework, but uh, don't really know too much about. The, either of those teams, but to go on the road, you know, hang 18 on a team, you, you got to tip your cap sometimes. And all the other team, all the other teams that won were at home. So I, I mean, that's just, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> that's, that's all. I that's got. fair. That's fair. I'm actually going to go with my best bus ride is going to be a losing team. It's going to be a losing team and it's going to be Michigan. Um, okay. I, I think if you're a Michigan team and like, we've been there, we played Virginia when we were in college, like, we lose, what did we lose, like 13-11 and then 15-14 on back-to-back years. Like, we were so close. You know, we had – I could call Restivo. I could call Restivo right now, and he would tell me who scored, when they scored, how they scored in each of those games. I'm not going to do that because I'm going to spare every listener here 20 minutes back in their life. But I could call him or Magoo, and they could both know it. So I'm not going to do that. Carry on, T. Okay. I, I – like you said, like th- th- those are close games against Virginia. Did they did they probably underestimate us? Sure, but like it was a great experience, and like it, you you got some confidence after playing that team and being able to hang with those guys. I think the same thing goes for Michigan. I think you know they last year, you know they they're on an absolute roller coaster. They opened the season eight and zero and finished the season zero and eight or whatever it was, like like undefeated and out of conference and just couldn't get a win in conference. You don't know what to expect from this Michigan team. And they come out there and they go toe-to-toe with Virginia. There's no two ways about it. I think if yeah. they had better goalie play, um, 
they and uh, just like a better defensive performance, d- defensive performance, and better goalie play. I think they, I think they win. Their offense was just like they were just clicking. Like they just they they answered every time Virginia scored. I just think as you're a, for a Michigan guy, I know it sucks to take that road trip after a loss, and it's hard to get moral victories. But I would I would say that's a moral victory for Michigan. I think they're going to be better than people expect. That's my best bus ride of of last week. Well, they're they're all. I mean, I tried to just turn off that Detroit Mercy game as fast as possible and was able to lock into the Michigan UVA game before I had to go and do my job hand up, you know, just serving the people and the sound went out on the broadcast. So like, I believe a niche and I think Kark were on the call or I supposed to be and dude, like they just had the field mic'd up. It was great. Like you could hear everything they were saying it felt like you were in the stadium. So I thought that was actually pretty cool. I wouldn't cool. hate I wouldn't hate if they had more of the mites. Like if they could turn it up a little bit on some of these games, um, it'd be pretty cool to hear. But that Michigan defense, UVA's like first four goals were either unsettled, transition, and like, dude, the, I mean, those I mean, those guys just smoked the shit out of the ball. So you can't give them free looks down the alley in transition, no one. So I mean, dude, if they if they can clean that up. I mean, Michigan might be able to sneak into the and be that fourth team in the Big Ten tournament because what I watched from the Penn State game, like, I mean that, I mean that's a whole other conversation. But um, I, I think what it leads us now to T is the scheduling that we have early in this lacrosse season is something I've never seen before, and it's great. Like we have, I'm looking at it, and this is probably going to drop either. Thursday or Friday, depending on uh, what our interns are able to do. But the like, we have Friday night lacrosse again, three games, Denver Duke, awesome matchup, awesome four o'clock, ESPNU, right? You know, if you're working remote, maybe, you know, you cut out early, you know, hey, boss man, yeah, see ya. You know, maybe you put the old self meeting on the calendar so you, so you seem busy. Um, I know I'll probably pop my headset off for that one. But then Saturday, it, it's a full slate. And I, I know there's a bunch of games that I want to talk about. I'm, I'm only giving out three picks this week. Do with that as you please. But then we even got games on Sunday. So there's no football anymore. But we have some marquee matchups on Sunday. And, and T, I want to start with where we started in the podcast. Let's, take, let's see what these Ivies got. Let's see what they got. So the first game I'm looking at, is that that university down in the D.C. area, the Hoyas, going up against number 10 Penn. Sam Hanley, he's on all the cover of the magazines. They're talking about him being the next Rabel. He's a big, strong, fast dude, shoots the shit out of the ball, can do it all. He's going to get the pole every time he's on the field. I'm taking the Penn money line in the, this one. The Penn money, money line. line. Plus one twenty-five. Team in, in Georgetown. Do you want to say? And, and I'm gonna say it with my chest. I'm gonna say it with my chest. Pen money you're gonna, line. You're gonna say it with your chest, but they're favored. <laughs> Shout out to Minted, old college teammate Marcus Millian, repping the brand here. Who knows? Maybe we get a couple advertisements out of this. So, I have the pen money line. I'm gonna be quick with this one. Georgetown might start the season zero and four with the schedule that they have. They play. Hopkins now that they play Penn this weekend they play Notre Dame next weekend and Princeton after that like that's a gauntlet um 
they might finish on four, but I, I swear to God, dude, they are they're gonna be good and they're gonna they're gonna come out. That's gonna be one of the better games of the weekend is Penn Georgetown. Dude, Tucker Dordovic is a man amongst boys. He can do whatever he wants on the field, like it like he's playing against eighth graders. I was like I I am I'm still high on Georgetown no matter what. That it just is what it is. I'm high on them no matter what. I'm going to I'm gonna go with my first pick here. We're gonna start on Friday. Because, like you said, Shane, just a great slate of college across this weekend. Phenomenal. Friday, Sunday. Games, 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 games. We got Love games. It. I'm going to start with I'm – go, I'm going back to the well a little bit. These guys burned me in a loss to Air Force this weekend. Like, I, it's tough. But I think Denver plus five and a half is a great take right now. Denver's probably, you know, a little bit deflated from a, from a gambling perspective. You know, they might be getting a couple extra points that they would have gotten if they beat Air Force. Um, I'm not going to read into that too much. A February game is what it is. But I do know that in February, Duke is a different team than they are in May. And that's why I'm taking Denver. I think they match up well in the, on the faceoff X. I think they, you know, they, they match up well offensively, defensively. I think I think Duke's defense and their goalie is a little suspect. Um, I'd like to see them perform a little better against a good team. And then I think Denver, you know, they are what they are. Like they have good players. They're a different team without Jack Hanna this year. Um, I I just don't see this being a Duke blowout on a Friday night. I think five and a half is a good take here. So, you know, that's, that's my first one of the weekend. Now I want to let you double down on this. Will we see a Dyson Williams assist on Friday night? Because right now he's 14 and 0. He's filling up the goal sheet. Will we see an assist from Dyson Williams this week? No. No. McAdory and Brendan O'Neill are the ones who who are dishing the rock, and that guy's just, you know, finding that little pocket in the defense and is automatic. So just like, just like Clay Thompson, just get open, knock it down. Exactly. No dribbles, catch and shoot. I I think that's uh I, I was hoping you would pick that game. Um I, I wanted to steer more towards the Saturday, Sunday slate. Now, I, I know we talked a lot about the the top-tier teams, uh, a game that I am very intrigued to see. I think it kind of really sets the bar for the mid-major programs out there is going to be Lehigh taking on Hobart. Um, you know, Hobart's had some success in the NEC. Obviously, we know them very well. Lehigh, been to the tournament, always tough in the Patriot League. I think that's going to be an interesting battle because now it kind of shows where's the, where's the A-10 going to be at in regards to a Patriot League team. Um, but I'm going to shift gears here to, I think, more of a Maryland type of game now that, you know, a lot of eyes are going to be on this one, especially with, you know, Hopkins beating Georgetown, having a tough game against UNC the other night, and Loyola beating the reigning champs. You know, this one is set to, you know, looks like Loyola is going to be favored in this one. Um, I, I am going to I am gonna take the Greyhounds. I'm going to hop on the Greyhound bus. Okay. And... Okay. The, the, the reason for that, though, is strictly going to be seeing that kind of meltdown in the second half of Hopkins right now kind of worries me. But then again, I also am talking myself to like, did Loyola just blow their nut in beating Maryland so early in the year? Um, now, I do have to just double check one thing here, so I apologize. Um, and I think I was right when I said this. So this game is back at Loyola. Unbelievable complex. I wish we could have played there. I think that's a great beautiful, set. Beautiful place to play. 
Um, and, and, and quick tangent. Hey, Hopkins, can we just get the football lines off the field for lacrosse season? Like, it's so fucking faded. It looks like dog shit, but no worries. Um, I'm going to take Loyola in that one, minus one and a half. That's another um, great game. That's that's another great game. You don't know. One, I think I that's think high Hopkins noon. Is, that's at high noon too. So like, you get a workout in the morning. You grab a coffee. You plop your ass down on the couch, and you got that right at noon. And thank God you don't have to watch any dog shit before. But you can watch Richmond Bucknell at eleven thirty. T. <laughs> who's next? I I think that's a I think that's a good take. I mean, Loyola looks great. Um, I think this is gonna. That's another great game to watch. I mean, Hopkins coming off of a tough loss to UNC, where you think they're gonna, they had control of the game the entire time. They kind of just let it up in the fourth quarter. Just, just couldn't, couldn't finish. Just couldn't finish. Loyola, a team that comes off of a huge win against Maryland. I think the 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 odds. Looking at the odds right now for Hopkins as an underdog. I mean, you're they're not you're not counting them at plus money in any any shape here. So you might as well take Maryland or not Maryland, Loyola. On DraftKings, it says Loyola, Maryland, for what reason, I don't know. Um, all right, my turn. Is it my turn? I think it's my turn. The floor is yours. All right, so I'm going I'm going up to West Point where, you know, the Black Knights take on our hometown school. R. U. R. U. R. U. <laughs> I'm taking Rutgers minus two and a half. I'm honestly shocked at this line being as as you know close as it is. Um, Army coming off of a two point loss to to UMass, you know, a good team but not a great team. Um, Rutgers just like taking care of business in the first half of their games. You know, they had a close game against Stony Brook. They they beat the snot out of Marist. You know, this is a good team. I think Army is Army is what Army will always be. They're big, they're tough, they're strong. They're gonna get out and play you. They're gonna beat you up. Um, I don't think Rutgers is just gonna roll over. Um, I think two and a half is a great line. I could see this being like a three to four goal game. So it, it might even. I'm gonna say that's my lock of the week. Is the Scarlet Knights against lock Army it. minus two lock and a half? It. Lock See, it. I think, in. I, I think that. Army, the, the point you touched on Army is something that we're really starting to see a lot early in the year is so many dudes got drafted and graduated last year that had such an impact on so many of these high caliber offenses where, you know, last year, Maryland scoring over, you know, probably 15 a game with Wisnowskis and, you know, all those dudes that they had, you know, Army obviously losing Nick Turn. Um, I had oh Chris Gray, UNC. You're starting to see, okay, these guys aren't here anymore. What are we going to do now? Where are we Absolutely. going to come up with these goals? And and you just lose that threat on the field. So I think that's a, a great point because Army, you know, losing some guys on the defensive side, not going to be the same thing. You lose your quarterback from last year. So hopefully the uh, the Black Knights can figure out how to put some points on the board against a tough NASCAR fast Rutgers offense. Um, that's that's going to move to mine here where – you know, I'm looking at this this slate across, and there's some games that I don't want to watch. There are some games that I do want to watch, and I'm gonna. I, I think this game loses some of the juice that it would have between Maryland and Houston. We've talked enough about both of these teams, so I don't want to go into it too much. But I'm gonna turn the page to Sunday. Now, nobody's got plans on Sundays anymore. Presence Day is the next day. 
maybe have a couple afternoon cocktails and enjoy this one. But and it sucks at the same time. Ohio State, UNC, and Villanova, Yale. Both of these games, I think, can really give us a good estimate of where these teams are at. Because if UNC can go into the shoe, well, not the shoe anymore, but into Ohio and win that game, they're going to jump up the polls fucking enormous Yeah, <laughs> from that. So I think, I think Ohio State is playing. Ohio State's playing like, hey, like, this is your biggest test. And UNC, it's almost like, hey, you got nothing to lose. But if you do win, you are going to be a force to be reckoned with. But you can't come out like you did against Hopkins. You cannot score three goals in the first half on this Ohio State defense and expect to win the game. Because Ohio State has some dogs on the offensive side of the ball. So with that being said, I will be taking Ohio State minus one and a half. Better defense, better offense, better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. Give me the Buckeyes. Love it. I, I like that take too. The Buckeyes are they're Buckeyes are one of my teams this year. Unfortunately, all my teams are in the Big Ten. Hopkins, Ohio State, like they, they can't are, all are we de- are we declaring this? A Big Ten, A Ten podcast. Because obviously we got to ride with the Hawks. Well, we we always ride with the Hawks. I don't think we can align with the Hawks. With the Sorry, what, what am I saying? We we fly with the Hawks. We fly with the Hawks. I ride with the Buckeyes this year. I'm riding with Hopkins this year. I think it's a good take. It, it, it just is. All right. So on the record, we are a. I mean, perfect ten. I mean, A Ten, Big Ten, doesn't matter. A Ten, B Ten, C Ten. You name it, D ten. We'll, we'll fucking we'll take every ten, every ten. I think that's a good take. I will, I will. I'm gonna stay. I have two more picks. Is that your last pick? Um, that is gonna be my last pick. I really, yeah. I, I I can't keep just giving out stinky loser picks all the time. If the audience wants to fade us, that's that's a win. So we just give them all. Um, but I'm gonna stay with the Sunday game. I'm gonna go with the other Sunday game. Um, I think. Yale Villanova opens up at minus two and a half. Um, Yale favored, and I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on that one. Um, I think Yale is a team that's just gonna come out ready to play. Um, I think Villanova. I hate rooting against Villanova, but they're just they're just better than I was expecting. I also don't think Penn State was what I was expecting either. Yeah, I, um, I was I just gonna Yale say. Is, I mean, for Villanova to play a two goal game against Penn State and then. Go again. Go right back against Yale. I think that tells me enough that that I can take Yale minus two and a half and be, feel confident about it. So I'm going to roll with Yale on the road against Villanova. Um, and then my last one. This is one that I'm like, when you when you gamble, you got to feel uncomfortable just a little bit. Like you just got to yeah. you got to feel a little weird. A little tingle, you know, a little, little, little... A, a little tingle. And oh god, this is this is something that I if I. If you told me I was going to take this line in the beginning of the season, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. There's no way. <sighs> I am taking the orange plus four and a half against Maryland, against the Turks. Wow. Okay. I think I am putting a lot of faith in Will Mark, and I know he's a damn good goalie, and I think he's going to – keep this game close against Maryland. I think the Syracuse offense and the, and the Maryland defense kind of like even each other out. I think Maryland is obviously going to win a lot of face-offs, but I just, I just have a feeling. I don't know why. I just, 
I just have a feeling and I feel, and, and it just hurts my, hurts my chest to say it, but I'm taking Q's plus four and a half. I am. I just am. Well, that that's where I think it gets a little interesting because when I look at this Syracuse team, you know, tough battle at home against Vermont, tough battle Eh, not really tough, kind of opened it up. Things were popping against Albany. And then a quick turnaround and you smack Holy Cross. But there's a common theme there. All these games are in the Dome. Yes. And, I mean, I'm going to call a spade a spade. You know, Vermont, Albany, and Holy Cross ain't exactly fucking murderers row by any means. Now, Maryland you know, lose their goalie, this guy coming in there. They're like fucking Alabama football, all right? I'm sure Maryland's backup goalie could start for 57 of the Division One men's lacrosse teams, and I think every team would sign up for that tomorrow. It just worries me that the two polls for Maryland are fucking erasers. So I, I don't I don't disagree with I mean, and dude, if they if they can and Weirman starts winning faceoffs offense maybe starts to gel that's where i get kind of nervous but again i think this is going to be a closer game than people think i get it ajax and maycar are erasers i i totally understand but like maycar against Bolina, i'm taking maycar i get it um ajax against alex simmons i'll take it but like owen hiltz is the third attackman he's pretty fucking good Finn Thompson is like one of my favorite players in college across that dude Great is name. a fucking Great slim name. reaper. Like he's literally fucking slim reaper. He is so smooth. I love the way he plays. Cole Kirst is a leader for that team. It's exactly what they need. Like he's just a, a veteran leader for that offense. You know, Griffin cook is still around. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it, like I said, if you told me I was taking this line in the beginning of the season, I'd say you're fucking crazy, but I'm doing it. I'm just doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's a frisky pick. I think sometimes you got to step outside your comfort zone. And, you know, I, think I mean, I'll, I'll get the cliche out of the way. Get comfortable with being in the uncomfortable. Yeah. So maybe, maybe you'll be sweating that one out. Um, nonetheless, though, great week one in college lacrosse. Can't say enough about that, really. And I think these upsets are really what the sport needs moving forward because not to, you know, get ahead of ourselves and look ahead down the road, but. And again, just got to love a nice little slow internet here. You know, e- even after those Sunday games, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's nine games next Tuesday. So we might have to do a a, uh, a quick turnaround here. And then there's a Wednesday game. Shout out to Coach Jinta and the Stags. little in-state rivalry with Sacred Heart. Then there's games Friday, games Saturday. like. We're, we're gonna be busy. Like we yeah, got a lot I, to talk about here. That might be a record for Tuesday games. Like everybody sees, everybody sees these, you know, big upsets on Tuesdays. And they're like, oh, we gotta get in this train. So we, we got. What'd you say? Seven games, eight games on Tuesday. There's One yeah, I mean, by. there's, and and there's some. I'm not gonna call them marquee matchups, but there's a lot of games I'd probably take the over in. Um, <laughs> and and that is what I wanted to end today with. I hopped in a couple Twitter Spaces on. Uh, Saturday morning when I was making my breakfast after a great workout. 
and people were like talking and, and stuff. There were a couple guys in there and I didn't even think about this, but they were talking about like Canisius playing some team and taking the over. And I was like, every game I feel like Canisius just puts up a shit ton of goals, but they also give up a shit ton of goals. So I might just start throwing them on the card and any game they're in just over. Canisius Bellerman over 23 and a half. Is that, is that the consensus pick? We're taking the over. I think I might just take the over. I, I think every week we, that's what we're going to do. Every Canisius game moving forward. I mean, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not putting the 401k. We're not putting anyone's wedding gifts on, on the line here. I, I just want to see if you were to bet Canisius every week over what happens. So the Canisius fund will start today. And we will see if we can turn this into a blue chip stock with a lot of potential for growth. Love it. And who knows? Maybe, I'll buy, maybe I can pay for your wedding gift. No, that'd be summer. nice. Thank you. <laughs> so we will see. But T, always a pleasure. That's going to wrap up episode six, week two, preview week one recap. Again, thank you for listening. Um, if you if you hear this, go on TikTok, Ball to Bald Podcast, follow it. I'll have some clips up. Like, rate, subscribe, and review. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, and uh, tell your friends. T, so long, my friend. Cheers.